Welcome to the e-commerce masters podcast, the platform where we delve into the stories and strategies of e-commerce trailblazers. I'm your host, Ethan Gippen, and today we have the pleasure of welcoming another remarkable guest to our show. Joining us today is Dave Santiago, Vice President of Omnichannel and Corporate Sales for Cutter & Buck, a premium apparel brand that offers products for golf, sports, and lifestyle consumers. He has over 20 years of experience in consumer packaged goods, soft lines, and digital online sectors, where he has consistently delivered revenue growth, profitability, and customer satisfaction. Dave is one of my favorite change makers and disruptors, and we are honored to work with him as a longtime client here at Groove. Welcome to the show, Dave. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. It's great to have you. So excited to have you here today. So let's dive right into things. And, and if you could just tell us a little bit more about Cutter and Buck and the types of products that you sell as a whole. Well, Cutter and Buck is a brand and a company uh, founded in the Pacific Northwest, Seattle area. Uh, we've been around for about 30 years. Uh, during that time, the, the brand and the company has uh, gone through several iterations. Uh, we pride ourselves on making products uh, that uh, are designed to be a consumer's favorite. So the bar is pretty high. Uh, and so that really means something to us internally. Uh, we go to market as a brand, an apparel brand, uh, as an at-once company. So we're a little bit different. Uh, when we develop a product and introduce a product, it's long-lasting long for three to five, five years at a minimum, minimum, which works out well for e-commerce. And uh, we, we're, we're very heavily uh, involved in, in lifestyle uh, products in general, uh, with our roots coming out of the golf industry way back when. So we the, the brand itself and its application and, and how we designed and market products has, has evolved to a more of a lifestyle premium brand. That's cool. I absolutely love my Cutter and Buck vest. So one of the great things about what you do is kind of corporate uh, branded apparel. And um, and so I'm a, a lucky enough to have a, a great groove Cutter and Buck vest that, I, that you will find on me, uh, you know, until the weather gets usually below 45 or 40 degrees. I'm, I'm rocking the vest, right? I also want to look like I fit in the kind of private equity uh, world of, of things too with, with, with that when I go to events. That's great. Yeah, no, we're, we're glad you love it. A lot of people do. Um, it, it's exciting to be engaged with consumers at, at, at trade shows. And, and uh, we, we, we participate in the major PGA merchandising tents where it's really cool to a lot, well, come see and engage with all the fans that can identify uh, the brand and they say, hey, uh, your dad bought the product, my dad bought the product, I buy the product, my son buys the product, and I love it. So it's, it's, that's real feedback that we're very proud of and cherish. So speaking of golf, and then you've, you do have a wide diversity of products, uh, who, is, who is your target market and what's kind of the overall corporate revenue for Cutter & Buck? Um, the, t the target market is uh, age, ages of 35 to, to 55 mainly. Um, uh, average income, household incomes of 75,000 more. Uh, we do about 80% of our business uh, uh, in men's apparel, 20% for women. But we know that the, the percentages of women actually buying, purchasing is much, much higher than the 20%, which is uh, we love. Uh, we, the overall revenue U.S. for Cutter and Buck is uh, about 150 million this year. Um, in Canada, it's another 20 to 25 million. We also have our global sales of Cutter and Buck that is approaching 200 to 250 million in 2024. Um, that's where we're at. All right. 
So what does the VP of Omnichannel and corporate sales, you know, encompass? What is, you know, it's a very, very broad, uh, you know, broad umbrella of a role. Um, you know, where, like, how are you in, you know, are you touching literally everything sales-wise that comes into the organization? Yes, it is. We have a very consumer-centric view and end-user view, which is uh, the, uh, a terminology that's interchangeable to us. So a corporate end-user would be our customer's customer. Uh, so a distributor salesperson will be presenting product for a program or for a company apparel uh, store, and then the end-user would actually be the, the employee. On the flip side, omni-channel, it's truly the consumer target is is uh, is the end-consumer. And the way we see our go-to-market strategy is Everything we do is about creating, creating great products and solutions for the end user and consumer, leveraging the platforms of our B2B partners, whether it be retail, brick and mortar, golf, on course, off course, corporate distributors, on and on and on. So we develop products that we believe are will appeal and, and apply to all channel end users and consumers. Uh, and um, that's how we have developed our development, our what we call our market-winning product strategy, and we buy our inventory, and we we configure our supply chain. My role is to uh, oversee the go-to-market strategies in all those channels. I oversee all the sales, the, the entire sales force, including our D2C uh, strategy as well. Uh, it's a really cool role to play because it's never dull, and it's all it's all, all about you know engaging consumers and making sure that the, our products are getting in front, engaging the consumers and get in front of those consumers on a uh, uh, on a, effectively and efficiently. So you began your role back in 2016 as licensed apparel director. Uh, what has kind of been the evolution of the licensed apparel uh, opportunities at at Cutter? So uh, it's it's been very exciting, uh, but like in retail itself, uh, uh, the licensed apparel industry is consolidated to some power players, some super power players, I mean, mainly Fanatics and other major players. So when I started the campus campus retail, which was bookstores, were major players, major contributors, uh, dominated in in, the, in in what we call NCAA apparel. Since then, there the, the the penetration of that market has been somewhat less, and has been gone to an online. Uh, product acquisition by consumers. So there's been a shift in buying behavior that has really been interesting in that particular space. But also, it played out. It's played out just like any other retail sector has had years prior. Whether it was selling, buying hammers, or the major players have come consolidated, gone away, and same with the, the licensed apparel industry. So uh, the way we reach the products today and consumers today is really with both in-store team franchises, uh, brick-and-mortar retail, but the online engagement is, is dominating. And that's, that's what's emerging to be the, 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 real, the real play. So you talk about fanatics a bit, and that's a, that's a great opportunity. Um, so um, you know, when you sell a licensed product uh, through fanatics and they resell your products, is that, is that being delivered, is that being drop-shipped by you in that transaction? Yeah. In 2017, when I was 16, when we started, and I started, uh, 20% less than 20% of the products was fulfilled by by Cutter and Buck. Now, 100% of the product and orders are being fulfilled by Cutter and Buck. So it's what that has done is is opened our eyes and, and to the value of a no inventory turnkey solution uh, that we can provide an entire industry uh, that as a real value proposition. And I, having been in the in the game for so long. The, con the conundrum called inventory for any retailer 
is has been really a, a a real barrier for success for many. Buying the right inventory, holding the right inventory, having enough inventory has been really the the the, the holy grail for retail. So having a, a partner like Cutter and Buck that can actually have own their inventory, fulfill in one day for blank orders, decorate on demand in twenty nine out hours for decorated product is a real value proposition to the industry, and that's that's our go to market. That's that's our secret sauce. And so for our listeners to, to kind of break that down a little bit a little bit lower, if I order a Baltimore Orioles jacket or a Baltimore Orioles uh, golf shirt, uh, that's that's uh, it's your product that it's embroidered with that logo. You you actually embroider that on demand in about twenty nine hours and get that out the door. Yes, for EDI integrated order, uh, partners, yeah. we do that. It's exactly right. So everything's production ready, and uh, we have a whole workflow uh, of, of syndicating the products online. Getting a, get the orders through EDI feeds. They go right to the they go right to the embroidery machines. I think that is so cool, by the way, uh, and just the speed at which you're able to produce that and and get that out to the to the customer. Um, you've got licensing agreements with uh, Major League Baseball, Minor League Baseball. You've got NFL. You've got collegiate. Uh, what's kind of next uh, in terms of licensing? Where do you think licensing is going? Do you think it's gonna you're gonna continue to add and evolve, or do you think uh, you kind of have your core four there? Uh, no, we're we're in the application process all the time. Uh, we're, we're we hope to be uh, considered by the NBA this year. We're actually in the application process there, which super excited about. Uh, and we, we want to continue to add. We would love to be a Formula One licensee. We would love to continue to add our portfolio. So we're, we're, we love the play. We love the opportunity to, to, to add the licenses with our brand. It, we believe that is a strategy that is just mutually beneficial and um, we want more. So, um, you know, how, do you think that the personalized products or the print, the, the decorate on demand products, have really kind of driven and pushed your direct-to-consumer growth of the things that you sell directly through Cutterbuck.com? Absolutely, absolutely. On many levels, uh, just just uh, from a from from a, a consumer reach, um, you know, NFL fans outnumber Cutterbuck fans. So <laughs> being being able to leverage that 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 audience and and really make a compelling offering. Uh, for the for that consumer base, and then re- rinse repeat over the different uh, channels of, of fan bases and affinities. It, it also plays in the golf space too. We we're a licensee for uh, uh, PGA, and uh, on and on and on. So, um, out of all of the license options that have kind of come out uh, during your watch, do you have a favorite product or, or you know, or kind of a theme or team that of of your favorite product? Um, I asked a similar question to a, 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 a friend of mine who owns a car dealership. I said, what's your favorite car? And he said, the one leaving the, car, the, the park, leaving the lot. So, so no, that, that's the ones that are selling the most are my favorite, actually. It's, uh, I think, transnationally. And, and to be honest with you, prior to getting into the, into the licensing business, I had a favorite team. But now, really, I, I really am praying for the winner. Yeah, no, I, no that's great. No, that's great. Uh, I think... <laughs> A true capitalist, I, you know, and I appreciate that that uh, that opinion. Um, you know, one of the things I think uh, that that I've seen in, in terms of, you know, I think we've been working together since about uh, 2016 or so is, um, you know, when it when we started, uh, direct to consumer was uh, not as uh, a prioritized within the organization. Uh, I hate to call it a hobby, but it seemed like it was like kind of a beta test of of 
you know, of, hey, can we sell direct? And, you know, we probably just need to do it. How have you created change within the organization for it to become a much higher focus where your CEO is, is involved at times in conversations and it's a, you know, now an important part of, of what your overall sales strategy is? Well, we, we, um, we flipped the switch on, 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 on our perception on uh, DSC when we realized that there was a path forward where we could actually grow the business um, cost-effectively uh, and not build empires to support a business that was, it wasn't performing. So we're, we're lean and mean in our organization internally, and, and we are really, really finding success and really just building out our business uh, cost-effectively first with a great partner like Proof. Uh, but also, we're seeing the value of the margins in a direct-to-consumer basis, and we see the value of those transactions over B2B wholesale. So it's a big strategic win for us to really grow that business as a, as a uh, percent of total sales. And we have a desire to have uh, that segment of the revenue funnel be 15% of our total sales in five years. Wow. And that is a fantastic goal, and, and I really um, commend you on that. Have you... Have you seen your wholesale customers or um, have you seen your wholesale customers push back on any of this strategy at all in the process? Initially, initially, early on, uh, we'd, we'd get an occasional call and, and we would, you know, always do the right thing. But no, it's actually it was, it's it's leveled out to where uh, we've been very disciplined in our pricing strategy and we're respectful for uh, in that in that uh you know, viewpoint, so that we're not undermining the either side of the, the revenue funnel. And, and again, with decoration, um, it's it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of, there's a lot of space, you, so a lot of different segments where you can penetrate uh, fairly effectively, where everybody wins. You also sell on Amazon, you sell on eBay. How do those marketplaces kind of fall into your omni-channel strategy? They're emerging and they're important because they're also very profitable for us as well, especially uh, in the fulfillment by a vendor once where you go out with an MSRP strategy and then do some revenue sharing down downstream being vertically or uh, integrated with the product as a manufacturer. Uh, it's, it's a winning strategy for us. So it's, it's growing. It's one of the fastest e-commerce segments we have. Uh, it's also falls into our pipeline of direct fulfillment, which helps feed the machines and, and, and really solidify the back end that we've built, which we're very proud of. That's great. That's great. So, uh, you know, I like to ask people, you know, what they're wearing, so to speak. So uh, let's talk a little bit about what's in your e-commerce tech stack. Well, uh, it's a long list, um, too many to name offhand, but BigCommerce is our platform. Uh, we SAP is our uh, enterprise uh software um, enterprise uh, management system. We also have is our ERP. Uh, we, we also have some homegrown uh, technology stacks and, and product information systems and, mm -hmm. and such. Um, so yes, yeah, so you use a PIM, I think you use InRiver as your, as your, that's as correct. your PIM? That's correct, that's correct. And with the decorated products, it, it, there's a lot of uh, custom development in the, inside the, that platform. Um, Clavio is our email uh, provider and um, and we used to search spring and, and uh, drawing blanks. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's Klarna and 99 Minds for loyalty. You stand right. for reviews and ratings. Uh, Avalara on the tech side. And then That's I right. think Happy Returns on the- Happy uh, Returns. On the, One of our favorites. That was a big win for us. Side. So, I mean, that's a great little tech stack there. And, and quite frankly, many of those players 
are common and that we come across for uh, mid-market customers, um, you right. know, like like Cutter. Um, so you know, it's people are always curious of what others are 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 using, and you know, I think you've got a great representation of some of the top players um, within within the marketplace. Um, where, where do you see direct to consumer kind of going and evolving in in twenty twenty four and beyond? Well, um, we we if our direct to consumer, I, I think you mean, uh, we 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 see exponential growth uh, over the next several years. Uh, our fan shop uh, uh, part of the store is going to drive a lot of that growth. Uh, uh, every time we introduce a new product. Um, New series, it exponentially morphs into tens of thousands of SKUs. So, what's really exciting, and each one of those have a, a, a target to an end user slash consumer. So, through the decoration capabilities we have, every every new product we introduce exponentially expands out into consumer base that drives the sales. Hunting that down, managing that, uh, expanding those catalogs and collections, building stores within stores. Uh, and continue to chase down the affinity marketplace uh, is really the dream uh, because it al- allows us to do that cost effectively versus, uh, you know, using influencers or other type of high priced, you know, just consumer acquisition strategies that other brands do. I know that uh, B2B commerce is also a significant uh, focus of yours. Um, how are you investing in that, um, you know, in 2024 and 2025? Which is really cool. That's a great question because B two B commerce and is 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 uh, if you look back, it's where consumer e commerce was twenty years ago. So now we have these corporate giant distributor giants that are now investing in e commerce and getting their technology stacks in place and getting their platforms to where they're they're becoming EDI ready. And with the emergence of the web store and the companies company online store and book and run stores that are all mar- morphing to online. We're w- really well positioned to do integrated workflows, print product on demand, provide no inventory solutions, similar to what we're doing in the, in the Omni on the retail side of, in the corporate. And it's, it's super exciting. We feel that it's going to be a, a major growth factor for, for us and the industry. And we provide a solution that's already been proven with our success in the retail space. And now we're, we're used, levering that for the corporate distributor as well. And so we're doing actual integrations now with major players using promo standards as, as a mechanism, EDI, uh, leveraging with bright stores and other platforms. And, and we're on to hunt for more, 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 more. How have your, how have your field reps reacted um, to leveraging the, the B2B online tools? Are they kind of pushing back and, or, or are they kind of in lockstep with, with that change? They're in lockstep initially, uh, they couldn't spell API, right? So what we do, so so what we've done is we built an infrastructure internally to where all they have to do is solve the problem, ask the right questions, and then make a call, and we we come in and support. So uh, you know we're, we found that clarity. We have a very uh, disciplined go-to-market uh, strategy that's very high leverage. We're everything. We're just we're selling the platform uh, as well as the garments, which is you know just find the right sourcing solution, whether it's shipping to a warehouse, shipping to end users, doing direct fulfillment, or doing some type of integration. And, and we have it down to, uh, you know, we have it down to where it's really easy and seamless and, and they're super stoked. They see a new way forward. 
That's great. I've been, you know, over over my time here at Groove, I've been asked to speak multiple times at national sales meetings to salespeople to talk about B2B e-commerce. You know, what are all the pieces of that? What are CRM? Um, you know, and so sometimes those can be uh, very daunting conversations uh, to get people bought in and kind of moving it forward. But I will tell you, it's much better to do a, take an order online than it is to take it over the phone these days. Uh, Absolutely. And it's much Absolutely. like, you know, because people that buy, um, you know, often want to buy at midnight or, you know, well after hours. And, um, you know, you're just creating an opportunity for them to engage and, uh, and, and do what they need to do when they want to do it. I may just pile on on that. So uh, several years ago, we we made a commitment for sustainability, uh, and ninety uh, percent of our products are sustainable. We have sustainable operations, sustainable production, and sustainable products. But part of that commitment is we went digital, so we have no more printed catalogs. We, uh, we our B two B Salesforce and our customers rely on our B two B platform cbcorporate.com to browse check inventory, place products. So we're, we're with you on that. We, we found great, great efficiency, enhanced profitability, better user experience. Uh, just, just, it's just a, a, a amazing the breakthroughs we've had by making that digital commitment. Well, that's cool. I mean, you know, I've always really respected your, you've always been a change maker and a disruptor, and I've always respected that about you, especially uh, if you come prepared with data and are able to explain your point of view and 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 the opportunity you know available. Um, so you know where are you looking next for for those types of opportunities? Well, uh, it's more more we want more. It's, it's a general statement to respond to that. So anything that aligns with our flywheel, uh, we're, we're 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 we want to lean in heavily. So the, this digital engagement uh, is, is really the key. So as you know, I challenge your team and the DTC <laughs> and I challenge our team internally, it's how do we reach more, how do we reach more consumers? How do we reach more end users? So it's our sales, our sales objective, starting with the objective and key results, starts with more customers, more orders and protect profitability. That's, that's, that's how, that's our game. So that's what we see is how do we how do we cascade that down into particular strategies to, to go develop those those particular uh, marketplaces so that they roll up to the win, which is our, our profitable growth objective. So where that's going to come from, we're going to continue to lean in on technology uh, to help us get there. Uh, I think uh, the idea of microsites and infinity stores are is 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 something that is, should be on the table for us. Uh, Better ways for our buyers to browse and, and, and purchase is always something we want. And uh, continuing to uh, enhance our email marketing and segmentation strategies is also a, a, is on a, is on the on the table on the on the short list of things we need to do. Understanding exactly who the customer is, what they do, how they go to market, how we can support is really a, a point of effort for us. It's always important to know your customer in in this yes. process. Uh, speaking of roll-ups, you're a part of New Wave Group, an in, uh, international roll-up of, of of brands. How does Cutter and Buck fit into that uh, into that conglomerate? Yes, it's it's it's, it's been a, it's been a really great opportunity for us to have New Wave Group as our as our owner group, um, and, and they see us as a great investment because uh, you know we've been profitable and um, well run. Uh, our CEO, I would say, is one of the smartest, most guys I know and have ever worked for. Uh, and um, we are the largest uh, company in the portfolio in the U.S. 
uh, and uh, probably one of the more profitable ones in the, in the group. Uh, Kraft Sportswear is is another great brand in the portfolio as, as long as as well as Ahead uh, hats. So some some great brands uh, in the portfolio. Everybody gets along. It's a culture of collaboration between the companies, which is amazing uh, to see. And uh, the board is super supportive. Uh, and so they're not telling us what to do. Uh, they're just encouraging and always supportive. So it's it's worked out really well from my perspective. Very, very cool. Very cool. And very respected brands in their craft is also a fantastic brand as well. Um, how did you make your way into the apparel business? Interesting. So... Um, I started in hard goods, um, and um, and eventually um, got into uh, apparel. Uh, kind of, I snuck in. I, I one of the companies I worked with was a back end provider for print on demand, uh, which was really cool. That 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 experience uh, taught me everything about getting single orders out the door fast. So if you think about you know personalized calendars and postcards and, and Thanksgiving. And you're inside that print factory and you see those orders that are coming in in the thousands and thousands and going out 12 hours later. That's that's a life changing. That is career changing. And, I, and that that experience then led me to work for a company called Prep Sportswear, uh, which was an online uh, aggregator of high school apparel and, and other type of affinity groups and had a print on demand model. So that was my first tapes into apparel. Then I worked for a company called Teamwork Athletic Apparel out of San Diego that did team uniforms, but with a similar model of, of going uh, with sublimation, which is another on-demand uh, decoration uh, uh, technique. And so I, I went from, you know, basically swags, fan wear to uniforms to to a lifestyle brand called Cutter and Buck. And that was about a 10-year journey. Very and cool. you went from sun to rain. Uh, yes, San I did. San Diego to the Pacific Northwest. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, <laughs> I did. I followed the money, though. That was, that was good. That is good. And Seattle is a, a fantastic place to. It is to, a great to, place yeah. to live overall. Um, well, that's cool to hear your story like that. Um, you know, we all have. Uh, you know, it's 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 a journey, right? I'd like to tell my staff, it's you know, it's not getting to the end. It's about the journey that makes it that makes it worthwhile. So um, very true. So if you had one tip for somebody looking to lead omni-channel sales uh, for a mid-market organization, what would, what would be the one tip that you, would, that you would tell them to think about while they're on this journey? Well, I would give them the tip of, of finding a best practice for managing um, teams. And we engage in a high output management methodology that is uh, practiced and executed and deployed by every team and internal and, and whether they're sales or operations or customer service or tech and development. And that is, uh, we, we, we practice that, which has been very helpful in the omni-channel environment to have a common language between collaborators and groups. It also has provided us a platform that has been able to communicate our objectives to where the lowest Frontline, not lowest, the frontline employee understands what we're doing. That has been a breakthrough for us, and that's a tip. If you can find a way to help your team, top to bottom, have clarity, perfect clarity of what you're doing, what we're doing as a company together, uh, during it where you're 
most likely changing the business environment and the business model on the fly. That's that would be my tip. And once you do that, people you'll you'll get greater productivity, happier employees, and uh, better outcomes. Fantastic, fantastic, and thank you so much for for sharing that with us. Uh, I definitely appreciate your time, and thank you so much for uh, for joining us today, telling us your story, telling us about about the brand and what you're doing from a direct to consumer. Uh, you know, I, I I think our listeners will really appreciate what you have to say. Thank you, Ethan. Great. Where uh, where can people find you online? I'm on LinkedIn, and um, and that's probably the platform uh, where you'll find me most. And I do post and. Uh, Try to say interesting things every now and then. So it's that's where where's where you find me. It's great. Thank you. And for people that are interested in Cutter and Buck, they can find you at cutterbuck.com. That's right, please. All right, Dave, thank you again for joining us, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Take care. Bye bye.